My name is Dylan. Welcome back to Twitching Upstream. If you're familiar, Twitching Upstream, or if you, I guess if you're familiar, I'm not going to explain it to you. If you're not familiar, Twitching Upstream is a companion show to the show that Zach and I normally do on Sundays called Talking Upstream, where we pitch ideas, try and talk our way into a streaming service. Normally on Tuesdays for Twitching Upstream, what we do, we elaborate a little bit, we develop a little bit, we work through the ideas that we've kind of pitched on the other one, just give them more depth. On occasion, one of us can't make it. Uh, when Zach can't make it, I like to do these uh, writing streams where I will share my screen as I just kind of spit words out onto a screenplay. Um, without a whole lot of further ado, I don't know if I need to explain much else of what we're doing, but uh, I'm going to just kind of share this screen. I'm going to get going on my writing stuff. You guys can ask I ask questions of me. I'll answer kind of anything. It doesn't have to be related to writing. I'm not an expert. I'm an amateur, which is why you are on this journey with me. So here we go. All right. So for those of you who haven't caught up or haven't watched any of the previous uh, writing streams, this is an idea that was originally created when Zach and I were asked to be on Remake Revolution, which is a segment done by Scene Snobs, which is the network we're on right now. They would give us a movie, we would have to pitch and kind of semi-develop a remake of that movie. So we had to do Cape Fear, Citizen Kane, and Dungeons and & Dragons. And that got me, well, you know, I wrote this whole little story pitch, we figured out who the actors would be, what the music would be, and when I sat down and thought I should do a writing stream in an effort to train me and get some practice doing screenwriting, I figured I'd write a D&D movie because A, we have, I think, two official D&D movies that are at least live action. They're kind of trash. Um, that first one's a little more fun to watch than the second one. The second one's just tedious. Um, and they're doing a reboot coming up with kind of a stacked cast and kind of a neat crew. And I thought, you know what? Nobody's going to take this seriously, so I'm just going to keep doing it. Um, there are some familiar kind of aspects of this movie <laughs> where we're dealing with... Um, some of the same characters kind of retooled to fit into the universe we're building for this movie. I'm kind of basing it on Greyhawk. And speaking of Greyhawk, Red Flanagan, hello Red, is asking, what is your favorite published D&D setting or other RPG setting? That's, a, that's kind of a tough one. Um, I have a real fondness for Warhammer Fantasy. I like the old world. I like... I like Earth-like settings with fantasy elements, and that one is so absurdly over the top that I really like it. I really like the setting for the role-playing game Blades in the Dark, which is inspired by uh, Duskfall from Dusk Dunwall from the Dishonored video games. It's got this kind of like industrial, kind of occult magic stuff going on. There's a lot of ghosts. The world ended. 800 year, a few hundred years ago, so you're dealing with like a fantasy post-apocalypse, which is really fun. 
And I'm looking over at the other at the games I have on my shelf right now. Um, ooh, I don't know. I really like Dark Sun in D and D. I like the non traditional, non West, non standard Western fantasy stuff. Um, and Eberron as well. I like settings that deal with the implication of magic existing in the setting and then logically having it affect things. I think that's just really good world building and it helps give your players and characters a world in which they can actually kind of explore as opposed to just <laughs> Knights and Kingdoms. That's what we got. Yeah. Um, it's fine. So um, let's see, where was I? Yeah, so uh, speaking of kind of standard settings, this movie takes place in kind of a standard D&D setting. If you know Greyhawk at all, it's kind of the first one, Gary Gygax. I think it was Gary Gygax and all of his buddies put it together. It was kind of the homebrew setting they built to put their characters going. Uh, Dark Sun is my favorite. Dark Sun's great. I love a world that takes something we... Uh, that turns something we take for granted, like wood being a building material and removes it from the equation and seeing how that might affect society. I think that's a really interesting change in the status quo. Um, but we are doing this. Let's see. Yeah, we're having, so we're doing a D and D story here. The basic idea is that this, the party is the crew of a skyship because I'm a sucker for skyships. I love it. They are returning to the town of Greyhawk. Um, they're looking for their next gig, their next uh, job to use um, various kind of, you know, got to make money somehow in a fantasy setting. So at this point, they have just turned in a crystal, like a sentient crystal. I don't know. It's something I, uh, you know, like toying around with. And um, they are waiting in the tavern and they are waiting to get their new job. We've met all the characters and we are on page 13. If you're at all familiar with uh, screenplay standards, such as um, I'm thinking primarily of Save the Cat, which is kind of what everybody holds up as that intro-level foundational text about screenplay, the inciting incident should take place on page 10 or so, as far as beats. Um, and, you know, for a fantasy movie like this, the runtime can be a little longer, so page 13, 14 is pretty good. So they're in the bar right now. Um... And the crowd parts for them. We've had all our character introductions primarily. Um, the main character is meeting with his kind of will they, won't they. Um, speaking of skyships, Magic the Gathering Tempest Cycle War is pretty cool. It has a good golem character too. Um, that is the direct influence for this story and the crew of the ship. The Wanderlust is absolutely the Weatherlight, and I'm not going to be shy about hiding that fact. I think the Weatherlight has one of the best ship designs in any fictional work. Um, so, yes, um, that's going to be a pretty, pretty strong influence on this one, and it's actually a pretty strong influence on most stuff I write. I just think that the idea of a, a bad guy getting exiled and then plotting for thousands of years to retake his home world by becoming this ancient god of machinery and then getting beaten by a worldwide coalition of fantasy races is a really, really cool idea. Um, I guess if we're saying publish RPG setting, if I could run a tabletop role-playing campaign on Dominaria, which is the main Magic Gathering world, perfect, but the systems just 
aren't quite good enough to simulate the magic color wheel. Um, so I'm going to get some writing done. Oh, yeah, whatever. If they were going to come... Uh, hey, if I make it to the point where Wizard of the Coast comes after me, I've made it. That's what I'm looking for. So let's see. Um, parts for them, except for a second... Whoop. Uh, they're not going to confront them yet. Parts for them. God. Helm, don't mistreat the employees. Gamadar doesn't appreciate it. Elm, did I mistreat him? I simply told him what was going to happen if I was made to surrender my weapon. Uh, fist of bronze. Let's see. Yeah, there we go. Uh, fist of bronze says something. Uh, surrender my weapon. Uh, let's see. I... Uh, Fist of Bronze isn't going to say something. We're going to give Kai a few lines. Kai is the daughter of the tavern owner. She's a bit of shady. She's just like the rogue, I guess. Like, Dodd's a rogue as well, class-based. But Kai is also a rogue. She's probably more like a, a mastermind rogue, where Dodd is probably a swashbuckler. Because swashbuckling is an underutilized style in movies that aren't Pirates of the Caribbean. Kai. Um, father pays them well, and they know... What kind of clientele they serve? Elm. See, all is fine. Well, what kind of. Uh, I don't like elves drinking wine. I think it's. I mean, it's Legolas' sort of thing. They, Lord of the Rings did that. For, the, for Legolas, which is fine, but I'm going to try and take a different tact. Um, I don't know what kind of... Eh. See, all is fine. Uh, let's see. Harlock and... Let's see what... Man, I didn't, I didn't refresh myself on this before I uh, went in there, so Harlock and Marion order identical... Whiskies, Elm, oh, see, all is fine. Elm orders an ale. Harlock and Marion order whiskies. Fist of bronze uh, orders a water. And I'm going to say, I'm, I'm trying to say, leans an elbow on the counter, so he's ordering a water and just kind of pretending to be social. And uh, Fane's leaning on the bar. Hi. So, out into the borderlands recently. Ah, uh, so. God was saying, y'all. Because I'm using y'all because I think uh, the British affectation for fantasy races is tired i think it's tired out i want more uh i want more like wild west fantasy which is what i write when if i'm writing like a novel or something excuse me 
So I try and have more like, I don't want to say an American bend to my fantasy, but when I write fantasy, I try to not make it explicitly medieval European, Central Ages European, whatever you want to call it. I know that's not a historically accurate term. I don't particularly care. So I was saying, y'all, Borderlands, caught uh, the fumes off of Dragon's Breath, or so I heard. Elm. Uh, Harlock. Indeed, we were sent to retrieve a most interesting crystalline entity which had uh not usurp yeah usurp or which had um mesmerized the local goblin tribes they Aryan they had an ancient they were bonded to the last uh, scion of an ancient draconic lineage, Harlock, uh, a most impressive display, though, and then Elm's going to cut in because Elm <coughs> is boastful. Elm says, um, dragon, perhaps, the goblins were little more than... Not fodder. I don't want to use the word fodder. A little more than practice. We're a little more than whetstones for our blades. Fist of bronze. Nah. Kai. Well, I'm sure the academy. Nah. God. God's gonna say something now. Um, dragon, perhaps. The goblins are a little more than whetstones for our blades. Dodd. The academy paid handsomely for it. Harlock, you said they were expanding their studies into... Whetstone does sound more like something Fist of Bronze would say. Bronze. And then Elm is going to cut in. Blades? Whose blades? There we go. And we paid handsomely for it. Oh, you said they were expanding their studies into psionics. Harlock. Hmm. <laughs> And that's kind of the noise. Yeah. Um, like, when your mind is capable of manifest, uh, when your mind is capable of shaping all of creation's weave into the, uh, shaping all capable of bending creation to your will, what, what fun is it to 
Your mind is capable of bending creation to your will. It shows a lack of imagination if you only pop a head or two. Elm, nah, Elm's, Elm's taciturn. She doesn't say something like that. Um, Dodd. Not that we saw... Not that it looked like the crystal was capable. And then he gets interrupted! Um, a hand clasps Dodd's shoulder. He looks up into the face of... Yeah, I misspelled psionics. Whoops. Like I was doing a paid writing gig recently, and... Um, one of the things in there, Trickster is intentionally spelled with an X in there. Um, ooh. Yeah, I think there is a spot in one in the original pitch where one of the characters does manifest a, a new talent. I don't remember where it is, though. I'm going to have to probably go back and reread my pitch. I'm kind of going off memory right here. Hand clasped on shoulder. A gauntleted hand. Looks up into the face of, and I need a new name that I haven't used yet. Uh, Blackburn, a human in with a large sword on his back, a human. In his 30s, with a large sword on his back and side cape. This is the rival adventuring party. Ah, uh, so you're the reason the Borderlands tribes are all up in disarray. Huh. I guess I shouldn't have ever expected better of you, what? God. Ah, Blackburn, finally back from getting your nose bruised. Nah, what, what's, a, what's a term for, like, embarrassing someone? Like, getting your nose bloodied? Yeah. Nose bloodied by those, uh... Nope, nah, we're, I got it. Blackburn, I see you've finally managed to scrounge up enough coin to uh, to re what am I trying to say finally up enough coin to for uh, to feed all those rust monsters last month. Nice to see your last month. Uh, we're going to have everybody standing behind him. Um, a group of rival adventurers stands behind him. Uh, Blackburn and Rust Monsters from last month. Uh, Blackburn. Brave words for someone so willing to turn tail and run at the first 
sign of ooze. Yeah, we're going to have a little bit of D&D back and forth. Why not? This is a D&D movie. you got to put your references in for the fanboys so they actually have a reason to be excited to go see this movie. Uh, it's why Bray, I think, Onward. That's why Onward, I I was really surprised at it because there was like gelatinous cube traps and stuff that were clearly from someone who had played the game before. First sign of ooze. Tell me, have you ever? Tell me, have you gotten those pants cleaned yet? Elm. Uh, let's see. Um, oh. Okay, cool. Uh, never mind. That was completely unrelated to the show, and I should not let that interfere. Um, tell me, have you gotten those pants cleaned yet? God. Um, yes, your sister is Kai puts a warning hand on Dodd's shoulder. Dodd's other shoulder, because Blackburn is still touching... It still has his hand on his other one. Dodd's other shoulder. Dodd looks at Blackburn. Dodd, you know, usually I require someone buy me a drink before they touch me. Next round is on you... Blackburn. I suppose I can cover the next round. After all, it seems you still can't uh, find anything more than clip jobs. Clipping, clipping as in like you, you take a bunch of clipped coppers and you just kind of pelt him. It's like throwing pennies at someone. Elm rests a hand. Still can't. Still aren't better. Clip jobs. Rest. Let's say hand on her sword. The adventurers behind Blackburn Tense up. God. Uh, fist of bronze. Uh, no, we're not doing that. Yeah, fist of bronze is going to be the, the uh, comical tilt at the end of this little sequence. Um, Harlock and Marion form discreet magical gestures. Fist of bronze continues to feign relaxation. You know, it's like everybody preps, I and mean, it's just this statue guy holding like a glass of water. Um, God. I no. I'm sure Father would prefer this move outside. God. I don't think he's going to let it get that far. Dodd nods his head at the stairs where the tavern steward is descending. 
the steward approaches the uh, standing off parties. Steward. The master of the house requests the presence of Dodd and his company. Follow me, please. Dodd shrugs at Blackburn and finishes his drink. You heard him. I guess we can uh, keep talking later if you haven't gotten too deep in your cups. Dodd and his party finish their drinks and follow the steward upstairs. Elm looks back at Blackburn and bears her pointed teeth. And we're going to do a slug line here. Uh, yeah. Interior, uh, what did I call, what did I call this place? The Long Night? Do I use the name that I use all the time when I'm trying to name a tavern? The Long Night, cool. Interior, the Long Night, uh, Balcony? I'm gonna call it the Balcony, I'm not sure what to call it elsewise. Um... Because, you know, like, why not? Probably be capitalizing steward because it's a character. The steward leads God and the party into a lavishly appointed office. Now we're going to call it the office. Um, Damodar, a human in his 60s, bald human in the 60s, in a in nice clothing. I'm not going to specify clothing, it just needs to be nice genre and setting appropriate. Damodar, a bald human in his 60s in nice clothing. Sits at the desk, writing something. Oh, and he has an eye patch. And eye patch. The eye patch is important for later, uh, because secretly he's got an evil lich's eye underneath his eye patch, which you're gonna gonna get a dramatic reveal, and all the D and D nerds in the audience are going to go crazy. Um, Stewart leads Dodd and the party into a lavishly appointed office. Damodar, a bald human in the sixties, and nice. Clothing and eye patch sits at the desk writing something. Steward. Sir, your daughter and her uh, followers, entourage, hangers on. Steward leaves. God, hangers on. 
Fat Dot's not going to say that. It's going to be Arian. Uh, let's see. Amador finishes writing and closes the ledger. He stands and finishes his drink. Amador it's not best look for a businessman's daughter to associate so closely with adventurers such as yourselves. It's nothing personal. God, I don't think any of us took it personally. We're all business folk here. Elm goes to say something, but Marion elbows her and she doesn't. God. Eh, no. Damn it, I was going to say something to his daughter. Oh, Kai's going to say it. We're going to see that they don't have a great relationship. Um, eh, not yet. Maybe, maybe Kai's into this, like, in on this first grasp of it. Uh, Elm goes to say something to Marion Elvis, but she doesn't. Dodd continued. What do I, what do I say to get him up there? Because the presence of Dodd in his company? Okay. And it's going to be Master Dodd in his company. Why not? Ugh. How are things, Damodar? Business? Uh, business getting busier now that the snows have receded? I misspelled receded. It happens. It's what the red squiggly line is for. Damodar. Somewhat. Greyhawk is advantageous as not turf. Somewhat uh, with the high senate in session there are all sorts of attendants in need of a place to stay and gossip. The rumor is often as valuable coin. It's a little derivative, but um you know, yeah. Um I, huh. You know what, maybe Dodd just goes up by himself because he's kinda like the event the party leader. Person's Master Dodd and his daughter. Call me, please. God turns to his party. God, it should say continued, but hey, there it is. Whoa, I don't know what's going on. There it is. Don't let Elm cause any 
trouble. Elm. Excuse me. God. Finishes his. Drink. Shrugs at Elm. And follows the steward upstairs. Kai. Comes after them. Elm looks. Up at Blackburn and bears pointed teeth. Blackburn grimaces and his party leaves. There we go. Leves leaves. There we go. So yeah, I know this is thrilling to watch me just put words down on a page, but um, you know, it's this is often what writing looks like, except there's very little self-narration vocally for me. Um So, welcome to the glamorous inside life of uh, what it looks like when people are putting words down. It's fascinating, isn't it? Um, so, let's see. Do I need to make any changes on here? Sir, your daughter and her... Uh, consort? Yeah, sure. God. Consort. I looks at him and shrugs. Because, you know, Gaminar finishes writing and closes the letter. He stands and finishes his drink. It's not the best look for a businessman's daughter to associate with an adventure such as yourself. It's not personal. Uh, let's see. Associate closely with an adventure such as yourself. Not to mention the rest of your crew, but on our end, it's nothing personal. Uh, it's not, I didn't take it as personal, it's just a little blunt. Nah. I suppose it's not wholly inaccurate. And then Kai's gonna elbow him because, come on, it's her dad. In the ribs. Or things down the line. Business, uh. Is how's business, Damodar? The legitimate. Admit and otherwise. Let's see. Uh, we city itself has hit something of a boom with the uh, high senate in session. There are plenty of hangers on who need a place to relax and their rumors are often as valuable as their coin. There we go. Now we've recovered from the choice to have God come up by himself. Kai. Um, I've uh, and God is saying uh, I would guess I think God is going to try and play this polite 
Um, let's see, would have been otherwise. Yourself is boom. So I know where I'm trying to get Damodar to go. I want this conversation to take a specific turn, and I have the in right here where Damodar talks about rumors, and Dodd goes, um, I suppose they must have some very interesting news of the world, if that's the kind of thing one is looking for, because Dodd is fishing for a job here, too. Kai looks between her father then Dodd, she knows they're both fishing for something. Damodar. Indeed, and the world seems to be in an interesting place. Meh, indeed. And the world occupies an interesting place right now, if the word is to be believed. It would seem the old laboratory of Mordenkainen has been discovered, and there is something of a scramble to uh, scramble to uh, root it, scramble to dot dot dot. We have a scramble to. Venture forth. Dodd. Perks. Dodd does a bad job of hiding his interest. Let's see. It's really good to cup with a straw. Dodd does a bad job of hiding his interest. Dodd. Mordenkainen. I thought he went off-world decades ago. Or I thought he went off decades off-world decades ago. What? Where did this? Uh, when did? This discovery. When was when? Who was the unlucky, unlucky, unlucky fool who first found the place? Damodar. Damodar pours himself a drink. Damodar. Probably nobody of any importance, or we'd already notice their absence. Because, you know, wizards trap their towers like uh, like real paranoid people do. Probably nobody of any importance, or we'd already notice their absence. Pours himself a drink, then he pours a second one. Dodd goes to take, pours a second one, and he offers it forward. Dodd goes to take it, but Damodar uh, instead gives it to Kai. Yeah, because he's not going to pour him a drink. This is a business meeting. Probably nobody of any importance, or we'd already notice their absence. Uh, the important thing is that 
the first person who learned about it works for me. God watches carefully. Watches Damodar carefully. Damodar takes a drink. He looks at Kai, who hasn't uh, started hers yet. She nods at God. I'm guessing there's a contract in here somewhere. Damodar. Your instincts never fail to impress. Uh, no, I don't like that line. You're right on that guess. Ordenkainen's lab. No. Uh, with the mages convening in the city, everyone will have their forces out to locate it. You're right on that guess. You're right on that guess. With the mages convening in the city, everyone will have their agents about trying to track it down. No, uh, everyone will have their hounds sniffing it out. Of course, when the job hits the public posting boards, I expect the scramble will be something to witness. God, public posting boards? This is an open job, Damodar. I can't... I don't think... Uh, no. Word will get out eventually. And I thought it would... It best to take the reins before the horse goes too wild. Before the horse runs too wild. God. Uh, God fails to keep his irritation concealed. When can, when do you suspect the posting boards will have the job up? Nah. No, I don't know, I don't know, I don't want them to be so, like, roundabout in saying this. Uh, let's see. We'll get out eventually, and I thought it best to take the reins before the horse runs too wild. Fails to keep the irritation concealed. Um... Then why bother calling me up to tell me about this if I if I'll have to wait like everybody else? Amadar. Um. Because of the. Why bother calling me up? Um, 
if it was was entirely up to me, you'd have only found out when the post goes up. Kai takes a sip of her drink. Anodar. But, but for some reason, my daughter finds you charming. I suspect it's closer to the affection a child holds for a pet, but regardless, I thought, regardless, for her sake, I thought, thought I might give you some time to prepare before the morning. Oh. Morning. God. Narrow. Uh, God squints. Narrows. Narrows his eyes at Kai, who represses. Withholds. Who smirks. Then Dodd looks back at Damodar. Is there anyone else your fam in town? In town your family holds an especially strong affection for? Oh, that's not Damodar, that's supposed to be Dodd. There we go. Oh. especially strong. Damodar finishes his drink. Not to my knowledge, but my daughter's mind is as close to me as any. Uh, yeah, no. Not to my knowledge, but you may have to double check with my daughter. Uh, uh, Kai rolls her eyes. Damodar, enjoy. Uh, that's all I have for you this evening. Uh, keep the posting boards. Uh, update tomorrow at sunrise, so I recommend you set your golem Warf do I want to use the word warforged? Golem. Set your golem to keep an eye open. Eh, we're going to put eye in quotes. Keep an eye open. God. Parenthetical. Whoa. Whoops. I accidentally just printed a PDF. 
there it is. Done. Irritated. I'll make sure to get Fist of Bronze right on that. Uh, no. I'm sure one of the twins will be a light to sleep tonight. Fist of Bronze. Did I, did I decide what pronouns the uh, robot uses? Uh, let's see. Fist of Bronze, where are you? There you are. A bolt at the double meter shouts wordlessly. Fist of Bronze. If I wasn't doing this for a stream, I would probably have a development document open in a shared window where I would... Fist of Bronze? His feet. He's in male pronouns. Cool. I would probably have a development document open with all like the character facts and the story outline and stuff like that. Um, uh, Mr. Bronze deserves his rest after keeping the Wanderlust afloat. Uh, Damodar doesn't really care. Damodar shrugs. I, in that case, I am sure I will see you and your lot back on the floor in a few days' time. I wish you the best of luck dealing with Mordenkainen's lair. God, that's very kind of you to care. Damodar, for my daughter's sake. Father, or Kai, father, please. Damodar whoop, waves them off. The steward enters and they leave. Alright, so What's that? Let's get... Uh, we got a little more time. Let's do it. Uh, interior. Uh, the long night. Uh, drinking room. What did I say? Here we go. The long night. Drinking room. Night. Then of scum and villainy, such as Kai, woman in her 30, dark hair and scar on the neck, the nurse of ales, just saying. Okay, cool. Cool. Drinking room. Uh, the steward leads Dodd and Kai down the stairs. The drinking room has grown uh, more raucous. Uh, Kai, I'm sorry about Father. You know how he... God, I know how he is. Yes, he's always like that. Kai, he has a persona to maintain. He can't be seen giving favor to one man over the other. God. I suppose 
if I have your favor, that will have to do. Uh, Kai, if you respond when a shout rings out from the floor, the crowd has parted to encircle Elm and, uh, let's see, what's an appropriate person for an elf to fight? It's a fantasy race I haven't used yet in this. Got a dwarf. Got elves. Warforged. Something that would be in a city. Um, it's part of to encircle Elm and... <clears throat> a... Not Dragonborn. We're not doing Dragonborn. I'm trying to think of... Elm and two halflings. Um, names for halflings. What do we got? Uh, we got... Uh, a kip. A kip. It shouldn't be diminutive. Elves don't fight. They're lovers, not fighters. Tough love. Yeah, but I'm not going to have an elf loving people in the middle of a tavern. Um, two halflings. Uh, Mon Monic? No. Should be a fun name. I don't think it should be a fun name. Like, it should be like pretty standard halfling, like Hobbit names. Maybe like old school British. Um, uh, not Wilt. I was gonna do Wilt. Um, uh, Hendrik and uh. Derish. Circle Elm and two halflings, Hendrick and Derish. Blackburn party and Dodds party. No, I'm not going to do Derish. Um, Hendrick and Parish. Blackburn's party and Dodds party cheer on for their respective fighters. <laughs> You have to have a dragonborn in there somewhere. It can either be a badass action hero, a cute little mascot, baby Groot style. The kids, they love the dragonborn. They sure do. Dragonborn's probably going to appear later when they team up with the goblins to take back Greyhawk from uh, a magically empowered Dodd and his uh, demonic forces. Blackburn's party and Dodd's party cheer on for, uh, their respective fighters. Dodd. Shouting. Elm, what did I specifically say? Elm doesn't doesn't respond. The halflings attempt to tag team wrestle her to the ground, but she's too agile. Uh, we got a tavern fight going on. I think we're going to uh, end it here because this is kind of an iconic, you know, adventuring scene. Uh, so yeah, we got 
got seven pages done on the screenplay, which is a really good output for me. So thank you for hanging out. I really appreciate you chilling. Uh, all few, all handful of you in the comments there. Uh, usually twitching upstream has my buddy Zach on here. He couldn't make it this week due to some appointments. Uh, so I'm glad to fill in when I have to provide some level of knowledge, I guess, whatever you would call this. Uh, normally check out twitching upstream on Tuesdays at three 30 mountain time, talking upstream Sundays at two 30 mountain time. We're doing some reruns right now while we figure some stuff out. Uh, Wednesdays, we've got no time to binge every other Wednesday at four o'clock. All these times are in mountain time, Monday, Friday, real boys. Mondays are our favorite movies at six casual Fridays at seven, where we talk about stuff that's either coming out or on the real wheel where we spin randomly. We've got, Silicon Angels podcast, podcast, a podcast show, and create your own pod venture available on every streaming, on every uh, podcasting platform for you. I appreciate you guys hanging out. My name is Dylan. You can find me on Vorpal Words at pretty much everything and here on some nobody's stuff. Uh, take it easy out there. Be well, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you.